Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Welcome to Drinks with Mom. I'm Paul, not Mom. I'm Mom. Gina, and you sound like Count Dracula. Ho, ho, ho! Merry <laughs> Christmas! Um, it's our Christmas episode. Oh, this is right, probably Christmas. right. I should pick it up a bit. How are you doing? Good, good. How Merry about you? Christmas. Merry Christmas. Episode 29, I believe. Is it 29? 29. This is, this is going to be out for the people on Christmas Day. So we gotta. We're recording it a bit early because you know Christmas Day is right. going to be pretty hectic. We're but, rushed. Uh, we're at your place mm-hmm. in lovely uh, Pickering, Ontario. Oh yeah, Canada. not so lovely these days. It's so <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Um, it's a little warmer today than I was oh, expecting. It's so beautiful. Uh, you know, doing a little bit of a different thing today than I, I thought at first. But we got uh, lovely decorations all around us. You've right. got some nice. Uh, Faux uh, Christmas lights dangling from your lobes. Yes. Stretching your lobes. That's right. <laughs> They're stretching my hole. <laughs> you got Frosty on your lapel and yep. you're, uh, you're all decked out. I'm nice. ready. You got some I'm lights ready. on. I do. I'm ready. The, the, you're a real vision for people who can't see I you. I know. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame. Well, I wouldn't want to turn anybody off their dinner. Oh, well, yeah. It's a, hopefully. Don't listen to this over dinner, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so do you know what we're drinking today? You call it the poinsettia. Yeah, it's a, it's a poinsettia and... Uh, I looked this up as a, a non-eggnog kind of holiday festive uh, drink. So it's bright red in color. It matches the poinsettia that we brought over to go with the drink yes, today. Yes, thank you. And uh, and it matches a lot of the red in your outfit. My yes. outfit's a little more uh, Batman-inspired. Yes, but it still looks good. As my darling sister, your darling daughter, bought mm-hmm. me a, a Christmas sweater with Batman theme. So I've been wearing it a lot lately. And uh, But the poinsettia, so... Why don't we take a sip of this red, uh, wonderful cocktail in fancy flutes that you happen to have kicking around. And cheers. Cheers. Let's not spill anything. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. That's, um, so it's got a bit of a tartness, a bit of a bubbles, a bit of a orange to it. Uh, Do you know anything about what's in it? Because we hunted around your house for most of the ingredients. Well, I know that it's got a sparkling wine. It does. A good sparkling wine, though, not like yeah, the, we'll, the, we'll, we'll the get... cheap stuff you used yeah. last time. Oh, last time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then cranberry juice is what's giving it a bit of that that red color and the tartness. Right. And then there's some triple sec or Cointreau, the orange liqueur. Mm-hmm. And then uh, orange zests that have been rimmed around the glass and dumped in for, for a little bit of festivity, from courtesy of my lovely wife, Laura, right. who's our... Uh, our Bartender extraordinaire when I'm usually spilling things all over the place. She makes the things look pretty. Um, so how, what do you think? I think it's very nice. It's an easy cocktail to make. It's, mm-hmm. it's simple in terms of ingredients, and you can you can really vary it to taste depending on uh, if you want more of the sparkling wine to come out or more of the, the tartness to come out. In fact, we even have a non-alcoholic version in front of us, which uh, let's, it looks a little less transparent, so it's probably going to taste a little different. Why don't we give that a try, okay. and then we can tell the people what's in it and how we like it. So cheers there. Cheers. I'm glad I got the uh, spill-proof warranty on this new computer as we throw flutes all over it. Oh, this is really nice. It's just missing the bubble. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. This is different. Yeah, it doesn't have a it's bubble. It's not a bad cocktail, though. No. Mocktail, I guess. What, what have you got in here? So we still have the cranberry and the orange zest in that one, but to replace the Cointreau, or triple sack, we're using just a little bit of orange juice, and then to replace the sparkling... Wine, we're using um, ginger ale. And in right. your case, you had the fever tree ginger yes. ale. So it's kind of nice, actually. It's yeah, got, it is very nice. This is one of the cocktails I would say, or the mocktails I would say, we've tried that's been the closest to the real deal. It doesn't look quite the same, but I would say it's, you're staring at something here, right? No, I'm just reading the fever tree. <laughs> you get, get some glasses. No, I'm just reading the sugar, you know. Um, oh, yeah. So we could have gone with, you had some diet ginger ale. We could right. have gone with that, too. Oh, but, but this is natural. You know, 
All natural. This is but, better. Yeah, I feel like this is one of the mocktails that we've tried that's been the closest to the real deal in terms of taste. The color and the, the consistency is a bit different, but yeah, it tastes No, is it's good. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. But both of them, I could see a nice punch bowl full. Oh, you yeah. You know, if you yeah. had a summer barbecue or even your, your holiday barbecue. Oh, not a barbecue at Christmas. Well, I guess some yeah, people do. do that, yeah. But you're having a nice open house and, Yeah, you could you definitely, um, yeah, make a lot of these and have one uh, alcoholic variety or non-alcoholic right. variety. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of good. So far, yeah. you know, we'll sip, we'll, we'll sip, compare as they as we go through the episode. We go back and forth. Um, so yeah, so this is the the poinsettia, and I, I there isn't I didn't really find much of a, a history to it, but I found a number of recipes. Some people substitute vodka to make it a little more punchy without um, flavoring it too much, so you get more alcohol. Okay. But uh, if you want to keep it kind of light, you can just keep with the Cointreau and the and the champagne or the sparkling wine. Some people su- uh, substitute vodka for the triple sec or Cointreau, but I kind of wanted that orangey flavor. I think the vodka yeah. would just be if you wanted to get drunk, which that's not what this show is about. It's of about bonding it's with not. my dear mother. That's right. Not obscene amounts of drinking, no. as some people seem to think. And be wholesome. And be wholesome. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the poinsettia. And we have, you have a lovely assortment of flutes. Most of the recipes I saw used champagne flutes for yeah. this. Some people use just a stemmed, like a wine glass, and mm-hmm. then crushed ice even to, to make it chilled. But we actually, for the for the real alcohol version, um, Laura and I chilled the uh, cranberry and Cointreau separately. Oh, okay. Poured it in, and then we had the... Um, sorry, I've got uh, the bubbles in my throat. We had the sparkling wine chilling in the fridge already, and now you know we can get into what sparkling wine is because it holds a special place all this must have happened while i was in my trailer getting ready you were yeah you had you were in your green room sipping on whatever it is back there probably champagne of your own and having dad do your makeup oh yeah having caviar <laughs> yeah um so we're having today we're having uh our sparkling wine is from light hall oh. which is in milford in prince edward county and um we went there together uh dad laura yourself myself mm-hmm. a couple months ago and um, we bought this, uh, their uh, progression, it's called, is their, their, their uh, sparkling wine, their bubbles. Um, we bought that when we stopped in there together and did some tastings. And um, the intent was to give it to our friends Sachin and Jess for their engagement. But uh, we forgot, and they're probably not listening. If they're, if they're listening, guys, we'll, we'll buy you another one. If you're not listening, we're just going to drink this one anyway. Cheers. Um, yeah. So yeah, happy happy engagement. Well, the but, intent was good. Yes, yes the intent sir. was good. And now instead of them, I'm sharing it with you. Right. Um, so I'd really like to get your thoughts on the Light Hall progression on its own as well, because um, Laura and I really like it. And she's she's itching for us to finish recording so she can get in here and try some. Okay. It's not so, often you ask for my thoughts. Oh, I want your thoughts. Ooh. This is, this is uh, it's Christmas, it's a Christmas miracle. You can miracle. tell he's looking for a gift. <laughs> okay. Well, well I, I'll dive in. I'll dive so, in. Cheers, cheers for our third flute of the last Ooh, five nice. minutes. Looks very nice. It's very nice. It's almost a shame to use it to mix it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about this uh, poinsettia cocktail is you can, you could cheap out on the on the sparkling wine, the bubbly, if you wanted, but if you use something nice like this, it will come through a little bit and help the, yeah. uh, the overall profile. But I really like this. Uh, I don't usually drink a lot of champagne or sparkling wine, and if I do, it's probably a prosecco or a, a cava, not not a real champagne. But um, this is the one that we've been really gravitating towards, especially at the the Sand and Pearl, which is the restaurant Laura and I are partners in in Prince Edward County. Uh, this sparkling wine progression. 
goes really well at that restaurant. And so we wanted to to buy some for our friends. And instead of giving it to them, we're drinking it with you. So. Yes. And do you remember the price point? I, I 20 bucks. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't a bad price point. It's not bad, but you can get you can get cheap bubbly for 10 bucks, you know, if you just right. wanted to stay simple. I mean, if you really want to stay simple, just use ginger ale and do a, do a mocktail version of it. Well, you can um, always tell Sachin and Jess that I said you should up the ante. I mean, now that we're drinking this, it really wasn't enough for a oh, nice of engagement. Course, of course not. It's you uh, know? They, they, they deserve the world. They do. Uh, um, yeah. And, and we'll get them the world another day. But for now, I'm still waiting, folks. I'm mm. still waiting. So, that, But speaking of the different price points between a sparkling wine or a cava or a, or a, a Prosecco or a champagne. Um, do you know anything about champagne and what's the difference between champagne and sparkling wine? I don't know a darn thing about champagne. It was was nothing that I really mm-hmm. uh, spent a lot of time looking into or spent a lot of, like we just had it uh, New Year's. Exactly. I think know, that's or for the a toasting, only, maybe at a wedding. Exactly. I think the only time of yeah. the year that I regularly have a glass of champagne is... Uh, New Year's Eve, right. and sometimes if there's if we're celebrating something, right? Um, but I did do a little bit of research on the way here in the car, as usual, while Laura was driving, <laughs> um, and just to confirm, because the the general understanding is that there is this, there's a pretty f- simple fundamental difference between sparkling wine and champagne, uh, and that is simply that all champagne is sparkling wine, but all sparkling wine is not necessarily champagne because it's about the region. Okay. It's kind of like scotch. Uh, you know, it's uh, scotch is a whiskey, but not all whiskeys are scotch mm-hmm. uh, because it has to be aged in, in barrels in Scotland for so long, blah, blah, blah. Um, champagne comes from that region in France, the Champagne region of France. Uh, so in order for it to qualify, that's as real champagne, that's where it has to come from. So otherwise, it's a sparkling wine, specifically in... North America, it would be a sparkling wine, and you could you could make it to the standards of of champagne, but likely it's slightly different, which I will explain through research while Laura was driving. But um, and then cava, which is another bubbly that is kind of nice as well. That is Spanish sparkling wine, basically, and then prosecco, which is another one that's pretty common and pretty nice too. That is Italian. So there's different regionalities, but champagne. If people say champagne, and obviously. They're probably not spending $100 a bottle on when they're popping their New Year's uh, corks. No. It's probably a Prosecco or, or something else. Um, but in this case, local sparkling wine from Light Hall in uh, Prince Edward County, Ontario. It's, it's very good, but I want everybody to know that you obviously took the long road to get here <laughs> so that you could learn all that. Yeah, well, you know, I had to do my research. I'll read about the um, what we've used, the Light Hall progression. So uh, according to their their own website... Basically, this is this is they use their own Vidal grapes, and then there are a couple of things in their description that I'll read that I had to look up because I had no idea what these were. I'm not a on a, a wine or a, a bubbly connoisseur, so so uh, has a second fermentation using the Sharma method, and uh, the nose is loaded with white grapefruit and green apple peel, um, and they say that they they do a non-interventionist style of winemaking, um, which is another term I had to look up. So there are two things there that I had no idea what they are. One, the Sharma method, which is named after a guy called Sharma, um, which I didn't know. I don't know if you know, stop me if you know anything about any of this stuff, but I'm not a wine guy. You're more in, you're more the wine person. Um, but the Sharma method is 
another word for how the what the difference between champagne and uh, a sparkling wine is. So there's always two types of two methods of fermentation. Champagne, the hundred dollar bottle stuff, that's done. That second method of fermentation is done in the bottle. So that means in some cases every bottle is tended to and a little different, and it's expensive because it's longer. It takes a long time. It's a lot more care and and uh, understanding of that method. Whereas the Sharma method is the uh, it's done in a tank. So the fermentation, the second level of fermentation, which the first level gives it the kind of wine and the second level gives it a bit of the bubbles that is done in a tank and it's quicker so you can bottle it and get it out to shelves so that's where you get sparkling wines and and uh proseccos and things they'll be a little quicker to market because they're not using the intense long really regimented method so that's a little nerdy uh history for anyone who's Very paying good. attention and you know uh, i, I fell asleep I, my, I know, when i no. there's a quiz <laughs> there better not be because the sun's right in my eyes so that's why i look like i'm drifting off <laughs> well for people who might see it in the photo i've got the party light pointing yeah. in my eye so you got the sun i got your party light um so that's the 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 methods of fermentation and i'll put i'm going to put some reading notes for anyone who wants uh, to get into this with me on the the episode uh notes on our website drinkswithmom.com there'll be a little list and that just comes from, I believe, a wine for dummies kind of article and oh. what the differences are between sparkling wines. Um, so that it's all about the, the way it's fermented and the Sharma method is what the, the light hall progression has used. And then there was the non-interventionist. I'm going to have a non-intervention with you right now. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Which okay. I didn't know. Do what I need, a, do I need a seat belt? <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might just don't fall asleep for this one. So non-interventionist, I guess is, uh, you're meant to let the nature of the thing, it's not necessarily just a wine term, but in winemaking, you're meant to let the nature of the grapes and the nature of what you're working with, the area, the region, the grapes, the soil, whatever, you're meant to let that shine through and you're not meant to guide it too much, which some people, I'll put a couple deferring articles. There's a New York Times uh, uh, food blog on it and then another um, uh, decanter article on this that, talks about some of it's hoity-toity, but the idea that you don't mess with it too much, you let the natural regional variety come through, you let the natural grape flavor and whatever come through. Um, don't bathe the grapes. Don't bathe. Yeah, well, it depends on how dirty they are, I guess. <laughs> but there's like, a, you know what midwives are? Yes, which I Which I do. don't know much about that because I've never had kids and I've never been a woman who's pregnant, but maybe, oh my maybe gosh. you never know. You never know. But <laughs> I've always wondered. <laughs> but... They say that uh, winemaking is akin to being a midwife, oh. where you're shepherding something into the world through its own means in this non-interventionist way. You're not forcing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there, and it just means I get to say the word midwifery, which I really think is a wonderful word to say. So, so mid, midwifery. Here he goes. Is, <laughs> Here he goes. Um, but there's a quote that I wanted to use from this decanter article. It kind of tells you what, um, what it means by non-interventionist. So... Uh, maximum respect for raw materials combined with minimum tolerance of deviations. So you really want to get the best out of what you're working with without forcing it and keeping it within spec of what you should be working with. So the grapes, the soil, the, the, whatever you, you naturally have available to you in the region. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of other, some wineries will go against that. They'll get specific grapes yes. from other places and, and you know, it's, it's another way of doing it, but uh, nothing wrong with that either. Um, well, this so, place, if I'm not mistaken, 
they we did test the cheese there too. Yes, that's right. And it right. was awesome. Laura specifically said I should mention the cheese, and yeah. I totally forgot. So the cheese was are, there was three was there three types of cheese? I can't remember three or four. There were yeah, and they there were, were like several, melt yeah. melt in your mouth. But so so to contrast that non-interventionist definition that I just read from the Decanter article, this uh, New York Times food blog, uh, which I'll post as well, basically says if you really wanted to adhere to that principle, a truly non-interventionist winemaker would be a successful producer of bird food because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be good. The the result would be nothing. So um, it's interesting, the idea that you have these things, you don't want to shepherd them too much into a direction. Mm-hmm. You don't want to pin them down to something. Bef- like having a child and, and um, yeah, you're, you know, you're a very steering, them, steering them in the right direction of their career. Actually, you know what? That's a good, good point. When I was a kid, you guys always let me, if I showed an interest in anything, whether it was art or baseball or hockey, sports in general or anything, you would let me try it. And you yes. kind of let me go that route as long as I committed to trying it. Um, so I couldn't just quit if I... No. It turns out I wasn't, wasn't that great at baseball. But art was something that I gravitated towards and music. So you encouraged me, but only if I wanted, if I showed an aptitude or an interest yes. in that. So it was very, uh, almost akin to what I, would, what I would assume they mean by non-interventionist yes. winemaking in this case. You didn't, you saw the interest I had and you fostered it, but you didn't force it. Right. And you made sure that I succeeded and didn't let me fail. Weren't we good? Really? I mean, oh, cheers. Yeah, well, look, here's here. to cheers. me. Cheers, cheers to, to me. mom and pop, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dad, Dad's listening too, <laughs> probably. So yeah, cheers to both yeah, of you. Yeah, he'll listen. That's for sure. Lindsay and I got a good thing going with this uh, this family, you know? Got to ride it all the way to the bank. Yeah, so that's... Um, I just that's... choked on my rind. <laughs> so for anyone listening who knows way more about uh, sparkling wine or winemaking in general than I do, um, feel free to just get in touch and, and let me have it because that's the closest I could get to, I just, those terms, the Sharma method, uh, C-H-A-R-M-A-T, which is named after the gentleman who came up with the method, uh, the tank fermentation. Mm-hmm. And then the non-interventionist wine. When I just read those on the Light Hall website and I thought, I don't know what those mean and it sounds interesting. And it really, I did find the reading kind of interesting. So I'll post those articles okay. on our page. And uh, in general though, that just means we can enjoy... The uh, the three beverages that we have in front of us. Oh, I've been having fun with mine because you've been talking so much. I just keep drinking. <laughs> well, I gotta let you. Uh, I, the you non-alcoholic know. is really nice. Mm. Keep- yeah, I wish there was a way, maybe more ginger ale or something, but to get the bubbles a little more prominent in the mm-hmm. non-alcoholic one. But it is, yeah, it is nice, kind of convincing. Yeah. I could see that being really refreshing on a yeah. summer's day. Oh yeah, the alcoholic one that has a nice. Um, this is a nice mix. The yeah, way the, they are the nice. That was, and the, was a good idea what mm, you did. Many options and varieties as we hang out at your place and have dinner together. Yeah. I assume you're you're feeding me. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> we're com- we're going to come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay, we'll have some variety of options to come well, up. with. Well, there's the orange. You know that you took the wrong. Oh yeah, up. we can finish the orange. We'll finish the orange. We got some cranberry juice. You can probably do something with that. But yeah, so uh, dog biscuits. We have dog biscuits. Dog biscuits. Oh, I did have one of your cookies that came out of the oven. So that's that's good. Um, but so also while we're talking about things. Uh, we got another haiku mm. from your friend Susan. Oh, okay. Whom you met on uh, one of your many In travels? Yeah, Wisconsin. So uh, she was nice enough to send us another haiku that I think is particularly funny. So uh, she says, "Happy holidays," and uh, <laughs> she says, "Her favorite son, who makes drinky poos for mom, best check her ID." 
So that's a haiku from your friend well, Susan. Well, haiku right back at them. They're celebrating 30 years together, her oh, and wow. Stephen. Okay, well, yes. congrats, congrats. Any yeah. other listeners that have any 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 nuptials or birthdays or anything you want us to announce? We can be like the Jumbotron <laughs> at a Blue Jays game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks, Susan, for that. Anyone yeah. else wants to get in touch? Uh, now, so the next thing that I wanted to touch on, my dear mother. I'm, let me, st- I'm still touching on my glass here. Let me get my... Uh, let me get my cue ready. I got a, I got a quiz for you. You said you listened to the last episode, which I, I, I hope you did. Yeah, I did. Did you happen to notice the sound effects that I put in? No, because I was washing dishes and... Well, so... You did do some sound effects because we mentioned it. Like, I think you did the jingle bell, like you did... I did, yeah. I copied some that. of those for today's episode, the, the, the mm-hmm. bells, because I didn't yeah. have the, the time to, to do them on the fly again. But... So we're coming up to your favorite segment, the toast and roast. Right. And I did put a toast and roast uh, little intro uh, sound. So I wanted to see if you noticed this in the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) I probably didn't. (laughs) So that's what I put together as your, um, the intro theme to toast and roast. Just a little, like a quick orchestral, and then the sound of a... A clinking glass and a lighting match. I must have paused it then. You must have. So I was the, multitasking for the people. If, you know, if you want to hear more of that kind of stuff, let us know no, because I'm, I'm having fun. But uh, <laughs> or if you want to hear less of it, let us know too because I can have fun other ways. But uh, so that takes us to uh, that takes us to your your favorite segment. Oh, of toasting and roasting. Well, um, before we get too far, let me let me intro it properly. Now that you've now that you've properly heard the sound effect, so here comes Big Gina's. Toast and roast. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> that is good. So what do you got for us today? What have I got? Do you um, want to do a toast yes, and roast? Yes, I'm but... ready. I'd like to toast. Do you want to start? To- you're going to toast? I'm going to toast or I'm going to salute, whatever you want to call sure. it. This is the positive one. I believe it was Breakfast Television this year had their fundraiser uh, for the food banks and oh, yeah. uh, whatever. they. I, I just want to toast everybody who has helped other uh, to achieve uh, the donations to reach their, reach their goals. There's oh, been yeah. so much going on right now, Children's Wish Foundation. I mean, there's things going on all year long, but we're hearing some marvelous results out there that people have really opened up their pockets and That's have donated. Great. And it, it, do, it makes you feel proud. Yeah, you know? so yeah, it's a nice, it's, it's time of year where I, I find that people, uh, I think of it this way as well, you kind of think, oh, I should spread some... Right. Some joy, I you know I should think more about that. We tried in the rest of the year as well, but a lot of people, it's this time of year is it just fosters yes. that kind of and and some places are better than others at capturing that you know yes. that lightning in a bottle and and making it go to a good cause. Yeah, you're here. You hear an awful lot. Maybe we hear more now at this time of year, or maybe we pay more attention. But I've just been. It amazes me. I've heard a lot of good of good things. Yeah, you know, good things. You know that you want to hear. So toasting to the people who uh, who take this upon themselves this time of year to donate, and the the organizations that make it possible to uh, some places match your donation this time of right. year and things like that. So that's good. And even if you can't afford to donate, the people that are actually helping hands on. Yeah, yeah, which for sure. We've the always said yeah. we were going to go and and do the food bank at yeah. some point, help there. So mm. there are things we have to yeah. improve upon. Definitely. Uh, and who are you roasting? Oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh, oh boy. Oh, here we go. Most of us know about the traffic out here in Pickering, mm-hmm. the Whites Road. I don't want to bring up any bad press, um, but what happened uh, on Thursday morning? Oh, there was a shooting, shooting on the highway yes. here, right. 
So I don't want to dwell on that, but what I want to dwell on is is the traffic. And actually, I had gone out in the morning, so I went to the gym, and I noticed the highway was just bumper to bumper. Yeah. On the way back, it took me a little bit longer to get home, but I was at home, and before long, our street was lined up for people rerouting. But the lack of patience. Oh, yeah. And actually, a car rear-ended another car right out the corner here. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't let a person turn onto the street. Oh, okay. And so they sprung forward, and they hit the car in front of oh, them. Oh, wow. So they... And it's more just like everybody was in the same boat that day. Yeah. So the tra- I know the, the highway that day, for, for reasons of that you mentioned, yeah. were, were, it was basically blocked off. There's somebody, yeah. Somebody's phone's going off. It's mine. Sorry. It's a busy day. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine. Um, but yeah, so it, I know the highway was kind of blocked off, so people had to find alternate routes. It was and everyone crazy. Was, yeah. And I imagine this time of year, there's a lot more people out on the roads trying to get things done, get ready for the yeah. holidays, get their shopping, get to work, get whatever. Yeah. And then you add in the fact that the highway gets closed for a, a long period of time. Yeah. And a lot of people just aren't very patient with each other. And yeah. But that being said, in general, I, I bet you most of the population that was stuck in this were fine. Yeah. They knew they couldn't do anything about it. Right. But it was just a few incidents like that that I saw that I thought, really? You know, nobody's going anywhere. You mean you were sitting here watching people darn bumper tootin'. to bumper, stuck right, captive audience right oh, in front of your house, and you didn't go out there with business cards about our podcast? No, I sat here with my feet on we the wi- window ledge. I was on the window ledge. <laughs> you could have, you know, written a sign and say, listen no. to Drinks with Mom. No, I, I think more in general, at this time of year, everybody, like you say, everybody's racing around. Yeah. And, you know, try to just slow down and be a little bit more considerate. Yeah, that's good advice. You know. Yeah. Like I got stuck. <laughs> it took me a while to get where yeah, I was going. You get stuck getting out of your bedroom. Oh, thank you very much. Aren't you cute? <laughs> uh, so that's a good one, though. So just um, people should have some patience, and you know, we're all stuck in the same boat sometimes, and road rage doesn't get us anywhere. That's a that's a good uh, non uh, shopping Pickering Town Center mall based. Uh, well, I, could, and I, today. I actually you. could have brought that into it, but I decided not to. <laughs> you were trying to get to the mall, weren't you? Uh, I'm not even going to comment about the mall. I'm not saying. <laughs> okay, who. we'll save it for next week. Yep, no, nothing to do with mall. Oh, that that brings me to the next thing. So we've talked about uh, we might change our schedule up a little bit. Is That's that right? right. So I think we're for our listeners out there. This may be uh, you know this may for be their a, pleasure a real shocker. Oh yeah, could be could be for your pleasure. But we're gonna go right now. We've been doing a. a you are just blowing up over there. Whoever's whoever's texting you, it's probably Dad. He's downstairs. <laughs> Believe me, are you done yet? There's not a lot of people that try to get a hold of me. Yeah, uh, I've I've, tried, I've seen you try to work a phone. <laughs> I was calling you today, and you said I don't know how to hang up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so right now we're doing it every two weeks. But I think the plan is uh, we're going to go monthly. Right. So we'll probably our new episodes will uh, probably be similar in length and similar in format, but. Um, Probably once a month toward the end of the month, I would think. I think so. Gives us a little bit of time to, uh, you know, take a breather from each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come up with the He's getting on my nerves. People. Just yeah. getting on my nerves. Now, if this, if this really breaks you up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mom, how do they email you? If, this is, if they really want to complain that this is, this is not a decision Well, they're going to they send like. an email to you. Yeah, but what's like, the email? Like, I'm strictly busy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, so what's the address? It's that Gmail stuff. Drinks yeah. with mom. Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, so you can email us there. If you if you really dislike this decision to go to go every two every month, uh, or if you're really happy about it, let us know too. If you want us to go every six months, so, you know, <laughs> weigh in. And otherwise, uh, Twitter uh, at Drinks With Mom. Again, we don't use it too much, but happy to, to converse there. If uh, We got a couple followers last week, so thanks for that. And then uh, 
Instagram is where we post uh, our photos, and we'll continue to do that. Do that. I may post more frequently than I do if we're if we're going only do an episode once a month. I may post other things like cocktails we're working on for a future episode or something like that. Um, the road trips so, we go on together. Exactly. Uh, that's at Drinks with Mom uh, Instagram, and uh, yeah, feel free to reach out and get in touch with us in all those ways. But otherwise. Just have a, you know, Merry Christmas. Thanks yes. for the year. It's 2019's coming to a right. close, the end of a decade. Uh, and yeah. uh, we'll be back at some point in January. We don't really have a cocktail planned yet, no. and we don't necessarily know when, but we'll be back and you'll hear from us. Yes, have a safe, happy, healthy holiday. Lots of laughter. Lots yeah. of laughter and get your get yourself some of this, uh, this progression uh, bubbly for your celebrations. This is some good stuff and it's yeah, going it's really good. well in this... I'm not a cranberry juice person, but this point set of cocktail is no. It's very nice. Loosening up the old, uh, oh, terrific, you know, the old terrific. constitution. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> I can't wait for you to cook for me. Oh, good. <laughs> you can take your constitution and stick it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we got to go stick a constitution somewhere. So, thanks for listening, everybody, and mom. Thanks as always for another year of uh, being able to hang out with you. I look well, forward to the thank next. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Couple. Very lucky. Very lucky. Thank you. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Cheers.